Hello and welcome to season four, episode eight of the Black Women Working podcast. It's the final episode of the season. And if you've been listening so far, I'm sure you have have found great value in the topics that we've discussed so far. And um, the topic that we're going to discuss today is one that we've kind of been dying to um, for a while. And um, hopefully it will there'll be members of our audience who really relate to it and also maybe some people who have not even really thought about this in their career progression but before we get into that um let's all introduce ourselves my name is Tolu hey it's Chantel it's Rachel I can't how am I supposed to follow up with that it's Nats I don't know (laughs) I'm not in no singing mood today as dry as Rivita thank you Anyway, as always, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to us. Thank you for interacting with us on all our platforms. By now you should know, but just in case you don't know, it's hashtag BWWPodcastUK. Our at is exactly the same. You can email us as well at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And we also have, <clears throat> sorry, we also have our website, which is www.blackwomenworking.com. So without further ado... Today's topic is on motherhood. Is that right? Am I saying that correctly? Well, actually, yeah, it is. It's, it's yeah. motherhood. Yeah, yeah. babies. To be more specific, it's about compromise versus sacrifice. And um, as always, we're gonna, I know we're going to introduce this episode with a little scenario that some people may be familiar with or some people may be encountering later down in their career journey. And the scenario is, in my mind, I'm ready to have a baby, but I'm also really invested in continuing to climb the career ladder. When is the right time to have a baby? Hmm. Shan. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I wanted to say something. Like, it's funny because just even that sentence in itself makes me feel, feel away. That whole thing of like, having to ask when is the right time to have a baby like someone needs to give you the authority to have a baby just because you're a working professional but I'm sure we'll get into that as um, we get into our discussion and the reason while we're talking about this issue um, just for everyone that's listening is Mm -hmm. um, we want to explore some considerations when family planning around work so just get into the really practical nitty-gritty of that side of things and um, we also want to touch on like our confidence as black women uh, in making personal decisions that work alongside our professional lives and how we kind of manage that balance in that because we all know even just as women in general whatever race age whatever it is quite uh, a complex and tricky situation for some people not everybody um, but what does that element of us being black what is the extra dimension that adds to that so um at this point I'm going to kind of hand it over a little bit to our resident <laughs> mum to give us kind of some statistics or what I don't know I don't know just no me. I don't do you know what like I don't even want to hear statistics I just want to answer the question because like I'm oh, 33 yeah. and I don't know Are you like, admitting people, it now? Like, I'm still not the el- I'm not the eldest here so whatever but you know so like when you're telling people about that people are like oh getting on getting on like a little bit and so I just there's always a thing about like the perception that women are running out of time and mm-hmm. so 
it's not just about like having a baby in a vacuum there's one the perception that you've got all the time in the world to have a baby and then when you get to 30 or early 30s or mid 30s then all of a sudden like all the time in the world is gone mm-hmm. and so I just want to talk to our mum which mm-hmm. is Shan basically to just kind of have a think about like what were what happened well, obviously she's got two kids she's a foster mom like how did you like what happened like how did you know it was right to have a baby like was it was it planned has it negatively impacted your career if you could go back and do things differently would you approach it a different way like because I need some advice because I'm being selfish to stuff, so I need advice for me sorry <laughs> yeah. I, need, I need answers sway come on literally first of all I I actually need to say and respect that there are women in this group listening, not in this group, us here, but women listening mm-hmm. who struggle with or may not yep. mm-hmm. have babies. Um, and I think especially along the conversation about when is the right time, I certainly have aunties who pursued careers and then when mm. they thought um, motherhood was, was the time, realised that it wasn't going to be the time. Um, so I just want to respect that, ev- that everybody on the motherhood journey comes mm. at a different. When is the right time? All three of my pregnancies plus foster child were unexpected. <laughs> Reckless. <laughs> Reckless. Reckless. Living dangerously. Out here. No. No, listen. My, my children were always in the plan you know I'm in a loving relationship and we always planned to be parents we just didn't know the the, the, the date would... the date <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, like in terms of quick headlines the um, my eldest I was halfway through my teacher training and um the so I was pregnant through my NQT year, which is my teacher training year, all of my assessments. And wow. I was I was in the middle of my master's <gasps> to the point that when I found out I was pregnant, it was January. And by the time my auntie had phoned me, she was like, oh, you're having a baby. And then she was like, wait, hold on. Are you having a baby? Mm. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And she's like, you never said this was in the plan. You usually start the new year with oh this is where I'm going on holiday this is what I'm doing for my job this is what I'm doing running you never mentioned baby so that's number one that came out of surprise um baby number two not so much related to work but um I lost that baby and that had an impact on work because that's when I took a significant amount of time off Mm. and just sort of readjusted my values around work-life balance and then at that point actually the story has to go so I addressed my work-life balance quit the job that I was in without a job kind of got a new job but it was a a 15 grand pay cut on the dotted line to buy my house which was going to more than double our outgoings and then found out I was pregnant with (laughs) and then and then found out I was pregnant with baby number two. And then foster child was by way of circumstance when baby number two was six months. So when is the right time? When, when is the right time? There's never a right time. <laughs> Sis, oh my- I'm coming at you looking for answers. You're coming to ask me <laughs> questions. You know, when you ask questions, I'll ask you a question back. You're just okay. like, no, I, I won't even answer. Thanks. But, <laughs> but if you clock it, first time, I was barely trained and qualified. 
had a baby, managed, came back as head of department. Yes, yes. Second mm. time, I it made me just put my life into perspective. That's a whole different story. Mm. Second pregnancy is in the second baby that I have as I started a new job. So I found out I was pregnant in the July due mm. to start in the September. Due to start in the September to tell my girl that I'm going in February. What? Yeah, but then people are demons though anyway, because that's not the job that you're still in still. We have to tell the people that still. <laughs> Don't make Babylon rule you. Yeah. <laughs> what you want? But they're all they're all really difficult circumstances, and yeah. I'm I you know I'm a career girl. I'm a go getter. I'm always going to be. I was always going to be a working mum. Like I didn't I didn't foresee my life without children, and that's an important point to make. Mm. But um, but I also was like I had a plan. I I wanted to go places, so that meant that. At some point, children were going to have to come in, right? What point? Mm. What? At what point would I have actually stopped? And I think the context of the work that I do working in the public sector means that my pay stays relatively the same. So in terms of like, you know, I'm not going to become a partner. Like financially, I can't measure those goals. In terms of status, I didn't necessarily want to, climbed the rungs to be an assistant head or a deputy head and then in my role as a middle leader you can earn the same so that wasn't mm. the thing um but like when when would I have stopped at what point would I have said so my point is other people in other sectors might feel like okay when I get to this role or when my salary is at this point and you know that you have to do a certain amount of time to get there I don't have those parameters as a teacher so it would have it would have been for me to stop and say let's have a baby now and maybe I would have I didn't have to to know now (laughs) and I just said though Shan you said um that you had to tell um your manager at the time that you just started that job and then you had to tell your manager at the time that oh, you're leaving, basically you're pregnant and you're going to be on maternity come February. So how was that conversation for you? Because I know many other women have been in that position. They've got a new job and then, oh, surprise, baby. Way. Like, how, how does that happen? Like, how does that work out? Like, what happens with that? <sighs> that one, that's a question only because at the point that I started that particular job, I, I, there were, there were no Fs given. There were no Mm -hmm. Fs. I I was so, but also I was, I was so strong in who I was and what I had to offer. Mm. And given the backstory, Mm. that basically meant a lot to me at that time. So like, I I couldn't, I couldn't give a toss what you Mm -hmm. were going to say, my rights, my maths. I mean, I did my maths. I don't know if that would have made a difference, but the first thing I did was looked at the maternity policy for the organisation and mm. sort of back because that was also a big concern. I would have been working there. Here we are for less than a year. I forget these factors. Mm. I would have been working there for less than a year. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? In my situation, unique, not unique, but I was part of a federation, so the schools were part of the same federation. So I was lucky. Ooh, so like, lucky. Actually, my heart now, I'm thinking about it. If I had actually started a new school, completely new, mm-hmm. I would I would have been screwed. But 
that's a money a maternity and finance and all of that stuff that's a whole nother episode mm-hmm. but yeah um so I looked I looked at the maternity policy I counted back I kind of worked out where I stood and what the school needed to know in terms of dates that was my first sense of clarity I looked at the money I think I needed to find peace at what this looked like for me and my family first and I think that helped me because I don't know it, it, it's irrelevant to the conversation I had to have with my head teacher but any other anxiety I dealt with at home first then I went in and told her what she had to make of that situation or whatever not ideal what can I do now what can I do Mm. What what can I do? I'm just pregnant. a good job. You can just do a good job while you're there and just be like later. That's, that's yeah. exactly what I did. Yeah. So in terms of the like, oh, what does this look like? Reputation, money, da, 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 da. I don't know if I set it out in my performance management because I, I don't think I did because I was like, I'm not going to be here, so I don't care for that. Um, off the record. But I'm <laughs> in my head, in my head, I knew exactly what my impact was going to be Mm. I knew exactly I framed it in my head knowing what I brought with me from my other job knowing my skills knowing my expertise I knew for my department this is what's going to happen in terms of my relationships in this workplace this is what's going to happen in terms of the kids this is what's going to happen and in doing that because incidentally as Tolls reminds us, that's the workplace that I had to leave after I returned from this maternity. Mm. I was there for only five weeks. Um, but I, I, I can say that with my chest so high, like I left, the, I left my, I left my workplace well, mm. like at the point of maternity and at the point of my leaving, I don't have no qualms with myself about mm. what kind of job I did there. You know yeah. what, one thing that I wanted to ask you, because here you've approached kind of like the really practical side of things, the front facing things, but like psychologically and mentally, how did you deal with the unexpectedness of like each of those yeah. instances when you were pregnant? What did you, how did you boost yourself? How did you kind of encourage yourself? If you needed encouraging, you might have just been like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all gravy, baby. <laughs> but in case... <laughs> that wasn't the case <laughs> let us know <laughs> it changed it changed my life it, it actual fact a pictures just popped up from this time eight years ago I was in Miami bro I was, I was <laughs> pregnant I'm nine years ago five months pregnant living life in Miami um that's a really good question and there's a few pieces to give you I didn't accept that I was a mom until Alex was two years old Wow, it took me I remember two, you saying this actually. It took me two years before I was like, okay, well, okay, this is what motherhood might look like. In yeah. the first instance, I was I was of the same mentality. I'm gonna finish my NQT. Yeah, these are the goals. Whatever, like until I cannot, I I cannot. Like I'll just do my job as I intended. There were times where I got really tired. The first the first trimester is horrible, but you have to be kind to yourself in that respect. Like, what can I do? Work myself to the ground and then compromise my health and my baby's health. I think I remember taking the day off on, um, it was either the day before or the day after this royal wedding. And I remember, it was the first, yeah, it was the first time I felt Alex kick. 
And I remember sitting there in my bed with my my master's books, laptop, royal wedding on the TV, and was I was almost crying because I, was like, I don't want to take a day off work. I don't want to take it. Mm. Like, but you need to. And then Alex kicked, and that was the reminder you should have been in your bed, like just relaxed. <coughs> relax but then like other things happen so I, I I wore my high heels to work everybody's telling me sit down sit down I was like no I'm me I'm me I went on holiday I'm me I'm me like everything in that sense of the way I just kept going to the point um I love to share that I went to India to work for three weeks when Alex was five months wow um, I also went to Chicago while I was pregnant teacher training this is teacher training India was teacher training too and I remember um I had to do some bits in Chicago and I wasn't ready to tell people that I was pregnant and it was like here you are living on the edge baby in belly traveling on the subway blindfolded I had to be blind for a day to identify with oh. mm-hmm. um, wow. and people always like oh did like I always said that when I would chose to go to India or I applied and I was like who's the baby gonna be with I said hold on a second every day do you ask Marcus this question right. who's the baby gonna be with <laughs> I, one of my things told in terms of balance although I was a maternity leave was we are a partnership two mm-hmm. of us made it and we're both in this Okay, so every single asset of this role, apart from the milk from my titties, is going to be shared. You have to do your part. Mm, And I met because I'm a working mum. At some point, I'm going to want to, I'm going to have to go back to rising up at six o'clock in the morning. I'm not staying awake with no baby all night, not doing that. Also, that's not fun. Mm. Yeah, I don't do that. But (laughs) they called me the militant mum. I put Alex on on board on board I was like you're part of my world that's it I have a world before you I'm Chantel first I say that but same time on maternity leave I took up start up social enterprise do masters do this do that I crumbled <laughs> this is I was a mom at two years I crumbled Mm. I crumbled. Fine. Wait, let me get this straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you carried the baby, <laughs> yeah. gave birth, carried Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just chilling for two years, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just out here. And then all of a sudden, you were like, oh, by the way, I'm a mum. After no. two years, some people say it happens to them after a month, maybe a few. She weeks, chilling. Two- she was doing team too. No, much. but I mean, in terms, of, yeah, like I mean, you were just in terms of just when I say chilling, I mean like just living life. Mm. And then it took you two years to clock that you were a mother because on one hand I was living life being like yeah we're splitting this we're parents yeah and then go fly out to India yeah 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 on the other side though I was still like uh um like I set up I set up my first social enterprise whilst I was on maternity I came back to work and went in as head of department I was still completing my master's that everything was going on and then it got to a point where I was like I cannot be all things to all men. I, mm. ca- I cannot. I cannot. I want to be a friend, but I'm your business partner. We have to talk business, but I've got baby here. I want to be mum, but mm. I like I want to be parent. And remember, mum and parenting, and then mum and Marcus, Chateau mm-hmm. Marcus, I tell on her two all different things. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was like, 
this this compartmentalization is not working and this when people say balance is not balance one of the key things I learned in being more mindful as a mom was my um alignment not balance so it was like you know what this is when I decided when I started crumbling that was the point where I was like if my only day a week with Alex is Saturday I'm gonna I'm going to be there on Saturday 100 percent you cannot get 100 percent of my time ever he cannot get 100 percent of my time because I work I've got other things to do but the time that you have me you will have the whole me Mm. because what I realized and I think I've said this before is that I'd be at the park I'm in the park I'm thinking about oh I've got to put the washing on oh when can I make when can I do this presentation I'm trying to do presentation trying to shoe baby it doesn't work so being present being a hundred percent present in your moment is so important in maintaining alignment rather than balance yeah so like just kind of I'm sorry. Oh, can I go? Am I allowed to go? Yeah, you can. Thanks. But just taking it a step back because it's like it seems like this is no shade. Like your babies just just happen. Like bang, clap, clap, clap. And did you? Yeah, bang, clap, clap, clap. Sex education 101. But um, what if your what advice would you give to someone like me? Because obviously. At this rate, I want a baby just for maternity leave because I'm sorry, I can't can't take work. I'm really stressed out. He really wants to know. make this episode about baby her. for maternity. Yeah, I do her. because like yeah, no, it's not. It's always about me. No, I'm joking. But on a serious note, like, so I'm now thinking. I'm now thinking about it. Bearing in mind, I don't have a man, so maybe I'm just doing it over. Why are you telling people but your business? This you is know, a very personal. No, but it's good to be transparent because this is a very personal subject. Because motherhood is. is personal, mm-hmm. and it, and there's so many assumptions with it. One that someone wants to be a mother. One that all True. women want are thinking about being mothers and so we shouldn't even assume that everyone in this group mm-hmm. sees that as a path in their life whereas I'm trying to say like I've had things happen and I, I think I'm in a way it's something I want to prioritize but then when is the right time so I'm at a bit of a loss in the sense of you know should I just go out and breed what should I do like should yeah. I freeze my eggs should I I know obviously Shan can't answer all questions but I will unless it like, happens to you by accident like what wh- what do you do basically and I don't want to get taken out by an accident I want a bit more control mm. I know it's the last episode um of the season so I'm going to say we are going to have to come back to motherhood and money yeah um, mm-hmm. I'm rich don't worry because uh-uh. okay. <laughs> well, people that was a joke guys that was disclaimer that was a joke okay said this like me getting pregnant when I just bought the house and sort of doubled our outgoings um I always think like what if I was a professional that had a what that just bought a house and had a one night stand and got pregnant and and was against the boy like what if those were all the factors because actually the the nitty-gritty finances of it is that ish would be hard I have a partner to lean on and mm. I also I also work in an industry where maternity leave is very generous mm. if um I wasn't if those two factors were not at play and like other things weren't secure I I don't know what that would look like um and so there is a I think although I've been covered by the grace of the I say the universe 
Um, I do think like, if I was talking to a graduate now, I'd be like, plan, sis. Put that, <laughs> See? Put yeah. that money down. <laughs> put, put, put that childcare money down. Put, put, you know, I'd, I'd say there is a degree of planning you can do, but equally, equally having a, a baby unexpectedly, that's what I'll say, has made me learn to be more flexible. Like, I don't think I got back into planning for another five years after mm-hmm. six was born because what getting pregnant unexpectedly showed me is, do you know what? Sometimes the journey just does whatever the hell it wants to. Mm-hmm. And as I never envisaged my life without children. And if I personally, and I'm going to un- trigger warning, but if I had got to this point in my life and in my relationship, mm-hmm. And I didn't have children. Mm-hmm. I, I would have a big yearning, as annoying as them kids are. <laughs> I think I'd have a. Really so basically, yearning. if you got to my age, you didn't have no children, you'd mm-hmm. have a yearning. So you can understand where I'm coming yeah. from. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think if I was you, I'd be like, boom. Once I'm pregnant, I'm. If I was you, like as we know each other, I'd just be like, boom. I'm, I'm here's my baby. Bam, bam, bam. I'm, but you know, I think it's different really. because I think there's there's so many there's there's so much around it as well in terms of you know the attitude that people have towards even other women in the workplace that like once someone gets pregnant and I have to like I have to say like someone at my workplace I found out they're pregnant and I was like yeah they're a write-off that's out of order isn't it but that was what automatically happened in my head because and the reason I say that is not because that means that as soon as women have children they don't care about work it's just that sometimes in some ways some people interpret it as a higher purpose and even though it's something that can be quite difficult, it can bring you a lot more joy. And I feel like having a child is going to bring me a lot more joy than completing a development agreement or doing a £60 million purchase. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. And I think like everything that we've discussed up to this point kind of plays into that eternal dilemma or question that is always posed towards women, never towards men or never to men. have it all. And I feel like the answer to that question is yes but not always at the same time and um I think a lot of no I won't say a lot because I don't know what the stats and figures are but I think sometimes women get really can get really anxious and um just really worried about this whole um thing of entertaining motherhood if motherhood is actually what they want because they're like oh it's going to hold me back in this way that way that way the other without realizing that everything just doesn't have to be running parallel at the same time sometimes Mm -hmm. you might just be in a different kind of lateral journey to to the other thing but it, it's a way of you fulfilling all the things that you want in your life but it's just kind of at different times and I feel like we don't really kind of prepare ourselves for that kind of perspective we're like I must reach this point in my career but I also want kids and I also want a man I also want to get married gosh god jolly g how how, how do I do jolly it? g jolly g, jolly g. I did, I did it. this is black women working podcast you know I don't jolly know about no jolly g how are that where's the man I need the man now like but sometimes I think we need to kind of as you always like to say yeah. take a step back if I had a pound for every time you say take a step back I'd be a billionaire by now <laughs> Like literally, well, I say it to my clients as well. I'm like, if we just take a step back, if we just because sometimes that's all you need, you just need a, yeah. a broader perspective. But no, I agree with that. But, because, um, if we think about the origins of statements like that, you know, like once a 
time we only lived till we were 45 once mm. upon a um you know women didn't have the capacity that they have now in all sense of the way in the workplace and mm. independent and choices yeah and I think one of the things that I also do to rest myself at ease is like life is long yeah mm. life is life is long I've got so much of my life ahead of me and I'm like do you know what at this stage that my child needs me is the only one time in their life they're gonna need me for that for that thing so when Alex has chicken pox now to take time off work that's a childhood illness everybody gets chicken pox and I'm not saying this with a judgy voice but you want to be there cuddles so far duvet with baby it's not going to happen every week it's not a flu it's one time he needs me maybe the next time his nose is running he'll go to grandma's but I think I I also contextualize and that's the moment that I beca- I realized I became a mumble and I was like life doesn't fit into these boxes of oh do the do the PGC one year tick closed off go do the masters two years tick close I realized motherhood is it, it at the very least 18 years at the very least and so this is going to require a lot of me and a different version of that's me. a serious mm-hmm. bid you know imagine and if he's going to jail for 18 years you cry and you cry <laughs> in the stand but the thing is the time goes so fast and that's I think that's one thing like a lot of parents will feedback like and even I see it with like my friend's children like one minute they're not to four months next minute they're two and they're trying to talk back and I'm like raw but I just saw you in pampers like how comes how sway and it's crazy and it's it's funny because it's a discussion that I have sometimes um, with my friends that have children and um, especially in this time of you know the Panasonic that we're, we've been in obviously that's really kind of Panasonic uh, sorry I just yeah, realized Panasonic. <laughs> the pandemic it. guys <laughs> but it's kind of evolved a lot of people's relationships with their children yeah. because they've yeah. had to spend more time with them and I remember one of my friends saying like her son kind of like hates her having her work laptop open like yeah. whilst he's there he's like shut it down I want to spend like time with you no like literally it's just like they're like and children are so perceptive in that way and sometimes I feel personally I don't personally for me I don't want to become God willing I have um children but I don't want to be that parent who's so his mind is so on this work on on where I've got to go in my career that um, I'm not paying appropriate attention to my children because at the end of the day these people yeah I work with them I might like them they might be nice and everything but what do they really mean to me in that sense and so yeah I'd like to be um, a parent that it can be attentive to their child is not always thinking about the work and the job that essentially if I like ended up sick or you know I was in an accident or whatever how how much would those people really care that's not really my legacy and I don't say that to dismiss working relationships a lot of Mm. working relationships can be quite powerful and long-standing but I think it's about I think when it comes to parenthood, I think it's about where you place your value and how that looks like to you and how you manage that. It's just dependent on on you as a person. You have to you have to work that out for yourself. There's no one here on this podcast um, who could ever tell you how to do that for yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's you have to do it yourself. And sometimes in a way it might be good just to get like caught by a mistake or an accident or surprise because it takes an element of that anxiety out of it because you just wake up one day you're like oh whoopsie daisy (laughs) and then then you can try and roll with it and sometimes I feel in a way sometimes you have to let life happen 
And I wish that's something that I learned in 2020 the hard way that maybe I just need to let life happen. But what I think for me is that working the longer hours, obviously working at home, the additional pressures has made me really sit back and think, you know, what am I doing this for? I'm not saying I want to go out and have a nursery because it gives me a reason to work. There are more reasons to find passions for work than doing that. But it has made me think, well, why do we do what we do and what is our real true priority? And so I think Mm. a lot of people are probably having these, this thought process because, you know, 2020 was the year to get lit and to do this, to do that. And the world has completely changed and we don't know. There's no such thing as normal, but we don't know what the future holds. Right. And so it kind of just makes you think, well, my family is what I have missed. My family is what I wanted. And one of the biggest things for me personally, the pandemic I felt was like, I wish I had my own family, if that makes sense. Oh, really? Even though everyone was, even though everyone was like, oh, I'm with my kids. My kids are driving me crazy. I, I thought, especially living by myself, I don't know, told you live with, it might be different. But I was just like, you know what? It, I had time to stop back and think and feel like, okay, I've done really well in my career, but I think this type of thing would make me much more happier. But obviously, you don't know, because then Shan, I'll call Shan, and then she'll be screaming at one of her multiple mm. children in a nursery that she runs called her home. And then I'll think, oh, maybe it's not for me, you know? And then you just have a son like was- screaming, like, Mom, Mom, Mom. Yeah. And I'll be like, what does he want? And she'll be like, he don't even know. I'm not going to lie. I'm glad I didn't have kids during this pandemic. Like I've said it so many times. I couldn't have coped. I'm sorry. I couldn't. <laughs> but yeah, Shan. <laughs> No, I was gonna say that boy's rude. It's not mum, mum. He's lovely. What does he say? What does he say? He's gorgeous, though. Coat. The two-year-old told me I don't know. He doesn't know what. Yeah. Who who taught him that phrase? Put your coat on. Wait. Uh (laughs) I wonder where he got this attitude from. Anyway, you know what I'm saying from his mother. Exactly. Exactly. an important point is raised there is you know what is the value of motherhood to you like where does that where does family and motherhood in particular fall into your value system and if I don't know I could ask that question because I probably would put a number of things before Mm. family um security being Mm. one of the I do value security but I also value progress and I think like I think there's something uh, there's so many things to say but on what you said it is about feeling like you're at the point that you want to because even if you have a partner motherhood and going back to Tol's early question about psychologically like you have to be ready to be a mum because Mm. at the end even in the first instance apart from carrying the baby then you know paternity leave in this country doesn't two weeks Mm-hmm. that is ridiculous what kind of thing is this it, doesn't it didn't even used to exist remember right that's true right so then like you're on maternity leave on your own that is one of the loneliest places to be mate so and you're not like, gonna come and visit me bro <laughs> i will i will everybody's at work because my friends were all catching up on grade 15 years of grades and anatomy and things like that still yeah but it's still not the same like my best friend just had a baby and can tell it's not the same by six o'clock I would be sat on the stairs because I was living in the flat at the point I'd be sat I'd be sat on the stairs not outside stairs in my house and six I'm waiting for him to put the key in the door my mom said the same thing about my dad my my babies were good I had routine with Alex the first one there was routine he never cried 
like so in terms of like postnatal and like adjusting in that sense of a way to being a mum like things were okay but you I still got tired and I had I hate to say luxury but it does feel a privilege I don't know but I had a partner mm-hmm, to yeah. share but it's very tiring <laughs> it's very and you don't often hear me say I'm tired because also for me as I keep saying I didn't picture my life without this it's horrible some days it's horrible moments of days but equally I also choose to find joy in cooking and cleaning because that's part of my candidates I'm not gonna lie that's that's a statement that's a reach (laughs) but it's not gonna serve me it's not gonna serve me to be mad complain yeah and I have to do this every day because who else is gonna feed my children Mm -hmm. you chose it as well you chose you made that choice so I have to be ready I had to be ready to understand for myself what it means to be not like my point is even when you've got a partner being a working mum is difficult it's difficult I'm not even going to try and make I'm not going to as easy as you might think I make it look and I can't I'm not even going to lie yes I make it look easy in parts but that's the way I've set my life up and that's a whole nother conversation about what I do in terms of boundaries and communication and organization in my home because I was born Chantel I was not born mum and I want to enjoy my life you are part of my life and Enjoyment. so I'm, I'm strict about that but <laughs> <laughs> Rachel my god <laughs> not nice all the time I love them I love them but mm-hmm. Shan just still wants enjoyment she loves being a mum but she still wants yeah, enjoyment, enjoyment. <laughs> but, I, you, but you in fact you know where, where do you stand on it actually Rachel let me ask you the question because we're all yeah, talking Rachel. here we're all talking frankly oh, what what question <laughs> I mean <laughs> When is the right time? Listen, there's never a right time. I personally think, and from all the kids that I've been around, all my God kids, it wasn't, it, it, some, for some of them, it was definitely the wrong time. But I feel like every child is a blessing. And if you are able to have a child and you're able to get on that path, go ahead and do it. I feel like so, like so many kids that I work with, they're such blessings. Like some of their parents don't even see it as well. Like they're such blessings. They do so well in school. They bring me joy and I'm not even their parent. So I feel like if you have a chance to get on that path, I would go for it and grab it. Seriously, mm. there's never the, never the right time. And as well, don't make Babylon tell you when the right time. Don't make them feel like, don't feel like, oh, because yeah. two weeks, I can't be going on maternity leave. What? Go when you want to go and do what feels right for you. I mm. feel like that's kind of where you have to stand with Work can't come in between. Work and motherhood are two different things. Like, you have to separate them at a point, I think. It's true. And when you think about it, like, seriously, we only get this one life to live. We can't come Mm. back and do a do-over. So anything Mm -hmm. that you want in this life, you really need to to go for and um it's crazy because sometimes we approach our life as if we're invincible we're going to live forever we're going to get everything that we wanted but actually sometimes you do actually have to plan and strategize because I wanted to take it back to the point that you made earlier gentle about how some of your aunties they focused on their career because they thought kind of that they could plan when they could have a child and and just kind of thought that it would happen when they thought it would happen and I think that's a really important question to raise that as to the men as well because I yeah. often hear 
my girlfriend talk about, you know, their their partners, their husbands. We're building an empire. We're building an empire. That's why I'm working. And I think whatever you're doing, from a female perspective, the the time that you take might mean that you reach difficulties later mm-hmm. or difficulties. But from a, from a female to male perspective, I would say don't allow your men to get indulged in a life that is not sustainable and, and create excuses around always the but when. But when, mm-hmm. when we do it, when it would, so when the baby comes, like, what does it look like then as well for the, the career chasers? It applies to your partner as well. Think about that setup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Valid, That's valid. He's work. He's re- he's retiring you. Let him work, y'all. He's rich. <laughs> and even if you're by yourself, also you've got to make those considerations as well. Because obviously these days, a lot of women are choosing to go down the path of um, using a sperm bank because their their motherhood is so important to them on their journey that they've yeah. decided we're not waiting around for mandem to like fix up. Like this is what I want, and this is what I'm gonna go after. And I really respect those women, like the 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 guts and the all. Hmm? No, and circumstances change. Yeah. I, I, I had a break from my partner after the children, and a, not a two-week break. Put a, put some time on that. Like we were apart for more than a year, two, even. That takes adjustment because I've been used to being a working mum with another adult doing school run and all of that. So even when you're doing it on, you could end up doing it on your own at any given part, the beginning, the middle, the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a massive topic. It's a massive topic still, but yeah. this is all we've been able to touch on today. But it's been really, it's been really interesting just to kind of get into that side of things and hear from each other. I think like what we feel because I guess we represent. I don't know, maybe the majority of women in terms of wanting motherhood and stuff. So, um, and the way that we want to go about it. But obviously, it's such like a nuanced subject, and people go about it in all sorts of different ways and sometimes that even means maybe adopting for some people or just fostering Mm -hmm. for some people but um as I said this is all that we could touch on today thank you to all of us for kind of being open and transparent and sharing where we're at in our journeys and what we want with regards to motherhood and working um if there's anybody listening who wants to add some kind of perspective or where they're at as usual you can find us in usual places we're on twitter we're on Instagram um, at BWW Podcast UK. You can use our hashtag, which is the same as well. You can also email us as well, blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. <laughs> I almost forgot it for a second there. Um, and um, please go onto our website as well so, um, so that you can subscribe to our newsletters. And they come through to your inbox bi-weekly, usually um, with an episode release in that week. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. As always, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you do. Please, I beg of you. Just tell somebody. Exactly. (laughs) And um, although this is our last episode for season four, I'm sure that you'll be hearing from us very soon as we do like to keep our eyes out for the pertinent uh, contemporary issues that are impacting us as black women at work. But until we meet again... That is bye-bye from all of us. Bye. Bye. Bye.